Hello, and uh, those funky beats must mean it's the Mr. Burgess Best podcast. Um, welcome along. Nice to have you with us. Um, Monday, end of Monday today, so suddenly it's been a long bit of time since I've done one of these, it feels like. Although saying that in lockdown, it really isn't, is it? Let's be honest. So, um, yeah, after the weekend, it's been a long day, so I'm recording this really late, actually, today. It's been one of those days where, actually, I've done quite a bit and uh, done lots of work um, and lots of other things, too. And uh, suddenly you're like, oh, I haven't done the podcast yet. So uh, uh, here I am. It's about uh, half past eight, so uh, Monday night. So I uh, hope you're all doing well. I hope you've all had a lovely weekend. Um, I've got some big news, big, big news. So Friday night, I won the quiz. I won the quiz. I won the quiz. Um, yeah, it came down to a tiebreaker. Um, but I won at last. I mean, it's no mean feat when you're uh, on your own and uh, against normally couples. So I won the quiz, um, which means I've got to write the quiz this week. So, uh, yeah, here we go. Uh, quite a bit of work to do this week of write, uh, quiz writing. But, uh, yeah, I won at last. At last. Um, it was. I was very, very excited. Um, there's just one. So just one. Um, so there we go. Um, and then what else have I done with the weekend? Oh, I had a picnic on Saturday. So this is a first. It was like, it feels really weird to go back out and like go for a walk and take food with you and sit down with someone else and, and like have some food, which is really nice. So I met up with my sister, which is really lovely in Winchester and I uh, went for a walk and found a place that opened and you could get takeaway coffees. I was, I was so excited. I've never been so excited. Um, I know. It was, and they did iced caramel lattes. It was, it was, it was like nectar of the gods. I tell you, it was beautiful. I've not had one in such a long time. Like nothing's been open here, so um, yeah, it's been so nice to just have a proper coffee. Like I can make decent coffee, but like yeah, it's just for someone else to make it and oh, take away coffee. So I need to get out and uh, have a walk. Starbucks is now opened in Basingstoke, in well, in the outer town one. So I need to go out for a bit of a walk. It's about two miles to walk to it, but never mind. Um, <laughs> it'll be worth it just to get a coffee. But I could do it quite early in the morning because <laughs> they don't open very late. So, um, but it is just oh, it was just so relieving to just be out for a bit of time. Um, so uh, it's all really good. It was lovely. Although I did go to the garden centre on the way home. Now I've not been to the garden centre in a long time. I don't normally go to garden centres. It's not really my uh cup of tea that much uh, not that you could get a cup of tea there um, but uh it's not really my kind of place to hang and uh so i went went to the garden center and uh they were really rude so um, but i won't mention name them by name um but uh yeah they were really rude really horrible so i was like okay i won't, won't hang around here long and uh so i just sort of walked in there was no queue so i just walked in and uh they were just like, no, I had to be instructed as to how to walk around the garden centre because, of course, it was, wasn't was obvious that you just walked one way around. And, yeah, there was a one-way system and therefore you couldn't go back on yourself, which was, you know, which basically meant I didn't spend any money. Um, and uh, <laughs> I queued up to pay for it. I think I bought, spent £1.49 on a pumpkin plant. Um <laughs> Which is rubbish. Everyone else is there like trolleys. And I uh, came out. Well, oh, that was the thing. So I bumped into an ex-student who was on the till. Uh, that was weird. Apart from didn't recognise him because he had a face mask on and goggles. So I have no idea who he is. So um, literally, it was like, he was like, Mr. Burgess. I'm like, 
yeah, hi, nice to see you. Thinking, oh, I didn't recognise you with uh, your mask on. No idea, literally no idea. It could be absolutely anyone. Um, so um, I'm guessing from my last school. And uh, so if you're listening, hello. Um, but but uh, it was just bizarre. And I came out and it was queue. It was like 30 people when I came out. I'd only been in 10 minutes. So where all these people have come from, I've no idea. But um, there we go. Yeah, don't, garden sensors, not for me. Not for me. Definitely not. So I, I think I'm going to grow everything from seed. Much easier. Much cheaper as well. But I was just like, oh, man. And everything that was in there was, like, dead anyway. So I was like, well, what's the point in this? So, uh, yeah. Don't go to the garden centre, everyone. Or I need to find a better one. I think that's what the case may be. So I'm going to have to try out a different one. I need some uh, stuff for the garden. As I'm sitting in there all the time and uh, not really going on holiday, I might as well make the garden look nice this year. Um, so, yeah. And uh, what else has happened today? Today has been... Pretty big day, pretty big day. I did mention it. I was going to do my first ever live lesson uh, on Google Meet, um, which was entertaining. Um, if any of you are on there, shout out to you. Shout out to Harry. Harry was the first one who uh, commented on my beard. Um, so uh, it was nice to see some of you. And uh, it was really lovely, actually, to see some of you. But it was a bizarre experience. I've never been able to mute a whole class before. Um, that was quite nice, but um, it did feel really weird just sort of talking to myself in my corner of my room um, with loads of people like online but can't answer back. Um, so it was really weird. So uh, some of you will be having some more Zoom lessons, I'm sure, or Google Meet lessons. But it was a, it was a nice little experiment. So I definitely haven't been put off by it. So uh, it was nice to see you all and uh, have some live questions and find some instant feedback about whether you can do it or not. I miss these days of like being able to do that. I'm so looking forward to being back in the classroom. I'm going to be poor, poor all of you. You're going to get questions like fired out of you, uh, left, right, and centre. So um, today, I thought we're going to start this week. It'll be kind of the kind of bringing it up to date. Like where where does it go? For, where does maths go in um, the la- la- past two sort of probably two hundred and forty years, something like that? Where does maths go? Where does it bring to? So by half term, we should be back up to date, um, up to the kind of present day. And uh, so we're going to look at um, two mathematicians. And you probably don't think of them as mathematicians. You probably think of them as something else. Um, uh, Babbage and Lovelace. Now you think computing instantly. You're like, nope, computing. And I'm like, no, you're wrong. They're mathematicians. They are very, very much mathematicians. And the whole thing to do with computing is that it was born out of mathematics. And the very basis of computing comes from mathematics. And so uh, the very, the kind of the godfather of um, computing, um, the one who kind of, yeah, started it all really, is Charles Babbage. Now Babbage was an English mathematician. Um, so uh, he was a banker, uh, sorry, a son of a banker. Um, he went to Cambridge. And he wasn't really a big fan of maths. He'd studied mathematics at university, Cambridge University, um, but wasn't a huge fan. But he kind of came up with a bit of a problem. And so what he was doing, he was just looking at his log tables. Now, we spoke about logarithms before. And uh, the problem was is that um, they relied on human error because people were trying to find all the problems in the log tables because it came down to basically humans sat there calculating long calculations to try and work it out. Now, these humans that were doing this, these people that were doing this, weren't didn't have to be like 
massive mathematicians. They didn't need to have like a huge degree in maths. They just had to be able to calculate. And so they just sit there and just work through problems day after day after day, like calculations day after day after day after day to try and find out uh, the next bit of the log tables. And the problem with that is that humans naturally get questions wrong. Like most of us, let's be honest here, all of us have probably done a maths question in the last day and got it wrong, or even definitely in the last week and we've got it wrong. And so if you're doing it day in, day out, you're going to get a calculation wrong somewhere. You get a calculation error all the time. Like when I do GCSE papers, it's always the place I lose a mark somewhere is that I've calculated something wrong or not added something or put a negative in the wrong place or, you know, those sort of simple errors that we all do. And uh, Babbage was annoyed about this because he was like, well, this is ridiculous. And these humans were called uh, computers because they computed things. Um, And so they calculated all the sums and they were the computers. And Babbage decided that actually, do you know what? Why don't I come up with something that's a bit more accurate that could do it mechanically? So we're talking about the Industrial Revolution here. Um, it's sort of that sort of time and machines were starting to do things and so he started to come up with um, a new kind of engine and he called it the difference engine and it was complex and it was really really complex as to what you could do and in fact it wasn't actually built to the uh, 1980s um, if you go to the science museum you can see it but that is the one that was built in the 1980s no other one was ever built so Babbage never built one of these things and got it working but he uh, did get some government money to do it. Now, it's huge. Okay? And it's just to calculate things. Um, so calculate logarithms. So it was about two metres high and about three and a half metres long. So it's it's not a small little thing on your desktop. Um, and it's definitely not something you're going to carry around as a pocket calculator. Um, just think what your iPhone does or your Samsung or whatever it is you carry. It does an infinite more than what this difference engine would have done. Um, and this is two meters by three and a half meters so it's huge um and but his kind of work started to wane and it didn't kind of carry much kind of um weight to it. it never got built and so therefore it kind of didn't get done so he came up with another one so he called up there uh, called it the analytic engine um and it was much much better it was like the first computer really so the machine was much um cleverer in what it could do um, and what it did was you put in a card with a computer program on it and with a series of holes punched in it that would be the computer uh, teach the computer what it wanted to do. And then you'd put another card in with a set of inputs and then it would stamp another card with outputs. Um, and so you could then, that would be your memory, would be the cards. And so you'd take your card and that would be your calculation in memory um and he started to work on it but whilst he was doing it he died we keep on coming across this the people the people dying um and it was hugely expensive hugely complex and it just never got done um and so that was the end of the analytic engine but one of the people that worked with him was um and i've been criticized for this but this is where we actually get to kind of one of the first people or female mathematicians. So uh, we've been a long, long time since we've had a, math, a female mathematician. So we're talking way back in Alexandria, we had female mathematicians. And, and, and now we're like in the 1800s. Um, it's a long, long time. And I'm not saying it's a good thing. Um, in fact, I'm saying it's pretty rubbish. Um, but Ada Lovelace comes to be a mathematician. 
and she's known as the first computer programmer. Um, so if you're at school, that's why the Ada building is called Ada, because that's where computing is, and she was called Ada Lovelace. Now, Ada Lovelace has got a bit of a backstory. Ada Lovelace's like, childhood is not what we would describe as normal. Okay, so her parents, uh, her mum is called Anne Isabella Milbank, um, and her father is called Lord Byron. Now, Lord Byron is a bit of a cad, a bit of a, yeah, one of a kind of a 18th century, uh, no, 19th century, um, kind of, yeah, bit of a, l- l- uh, I'm trying to think of even the word that would even describe him, uh, a Lord Byron, really. Um, so he was kind of a Lothario, that would be a good word for him. Um, and so he was a poet, and so we know a lot of his poems now. Um, uh, but there's a really good um, podcast about it, um, which I will find and link it out to you. Um, and uh, he was one of those people who um, had lots of ladies around and his marriages weren't very successful. Um, and he ended up living in Venice um, and dying in Venice, actually. Um, and he was, yeah, just very, very... Um, Famous. He was one of the first real famous people. Um, a man you'd like, sort of love to love and love to hate as well at the same time. And he was actually involved um, with a lot of the other people around at the same sort of time. So people like uh, Shelley, um, both the Shelleys, so where Frankenstein, um, and we're talking about, uh, who was it who wrote for um, Count Dracula as well? So yeah, all those sort of people around as well. Byron sort of was influential on all those. But Ada was born. Um, and her parents divorced and separated. Um, and so uh, Milbank, her mum, decided that Ada was becoming a little bit too close to be uh, acting like her dad. So um, so she decided that she would um, give her a reasoned education. Now, for girls to be given an education at the time, it's very, very rare. In fact, girls couldn't go to university. So really, really rare. So what she did was she gave her kind of mathematics to do. And so her whole education all the way through childhood and into adulthood was about mathematics. Now, she couldn't go to university, so she continued to be educated privately. And so she got all of this done. And she, at this point, she met Charles Babbage. Um, and he she was asked to translate um, an article on Babbage's uh, analytic engine from Italian to English. Uh, at this point, she then started to get involved. And she wrote a program that would find the Bernoulli numbers, yeah, Jacob and Bernoulli, um, a named na- set of numbers named after him. So she decided to she was going to create, for the analytic engine, a program that would create the Bernoulli numbers. And so she, that was the first ever computer program, which is amazing. So she wrote the first ever computer program was to find the Bernoulli numbers. Um, and again, tragedy hits again. So both her and Babbage die at a young age. She dies at just 36 um, of cancer. And that, and that's it. So at that point, computing kind of goes a bit on hold. Um, and But these guys are the very, very start of math, uh, computing. But it comes from maths. 
there we go right hope you enjoyed that um, a few shout outs for you harry uh shout out to you uh for uh being on uh and uh ben as well who was first uh the first two on um google meet today um looking forward to seeing some of you on google meet tomorrow um and i'll catch up with you all tomorrow have a good uh day tomorrow and uh see you soon bye-bye